The following is a presentation of the Six Arrows Radio Network. Ham Radio 360 Podcast, episode number 75. This time through, all about the ham radio community and more. MTCRadio.com presents Ham Radio 360, the podcast. Brought to you by Ellacraft. Now, here's your host... Kel Nelson, K4CDN. Yes, it is episode number 75 of the Ham Radio 360 podcast. Thank you so much for coming in again this week with us. It's going to be a great show. We're going to be talking about Ham Radio, the community. And we've got some surprises in this program you don't want to miss. I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty crazy, so stick around. My name is Kale. My call is Kilo 4 Charlie Delta November. If you don't know your phonetics yet, that's okay. It's K4CDN, and I am in South Carolina, if you couldn't figure that out. If you've been here before, thank you for coming back. We appreciate you. If this is your first time, again, we want to say thank you as well for giving us the opportunity. I hope you like the show. We've got a huge back catalog of almost three years of great amateur radio podcast and we really do we really do explore this hobby in every direction it's not just a tagline we're looking at it from every angle and learning every time we get together now this program is brought to you by a couple different sponsors we're going to be talking about them throughout the program number one would be main trading company been with us since before i ever pressed record richard and christine lenore down in paris texas do a phenomenal job running one of the number one amateur radio supply houses in the country and if you're looking for something you need to call them i buy all my kenwood gear from them matter of fact i buy everything that they have pretty much when i need something but when it comes to kenwood they have some of the best prices on the internet if you find it somewhere else and you're like "Eh, well i'd rather buy from give them a call and they'll they'll do their best to price match or beat what you've been given they've got a post office inside their facility so they can ship out that day. I mean, like they hang up the phone with you, taking your call. They're putting it in a box and shipping it. That's how it works. So if you're looking for something from Kenwood, handy talkies, base stations, mobile rigs, whatever you're looking for, call them down at mtcradio.com. Over the last few months or so, I've been requesting new amateur radio operators that listen to the show, that follow us on Facebook and Twitter, been asking them to contact me and we've had some uh, great email exchanges back and forth i've gotten i don't know how many replies but thank you to everyone who responded it was really cool to hear uh, what got you in the ham radio what you have uh, purchased as you become a new operator your goals and where you look forward to going uh, it's also been great to know that for a lot of you this show has played a big part in getting you to the point where you are others have just found the show very recently but at the same time have recently gotten their license. So we appreciate you coming on listening. I can't tell you how many people said, Kel, we found your show. We went back and downloaded your entire back catalog. I told them that was a lot of me, and I'm sorry. (laughs) Now they know how my wife has felt for the last 18 years of marriage. So thank you all for your replies, your responses. I did catch one uh, from Josh, and his call is Kilo Delta 9 Golf Oscar Tango. And Josh replied, and we went back and forth for just a little bit. Josh is a brand-new amateur amateur radio operator just from last year at Field Day. We'll talk to Josh here in the next moment about becoming an amateur radio operator, why he decided to become an operator, and then we're going to dig into a couple of other things as well. So let's welcome in Josh Hunley, Kilo Delta 9, Golf Oscar Tango, to the Ham Radio 360 podcast. Man, thank you for being here, and how in the world did you find Ham Radio 360 podcast? Well, I originally found it on an app that I downloaded. Uh, it had multiple podcasts on it. And I saw one listed as phone time, and I'm like, what in the world is this? So I just happened to click on it. Yeah. And after I listened to the first episode, I was just hooked. Nice. And I just binged as much as I could through the whole the whole uh, history of the, the podcast. Right. And uh, it, I loved how you kept it basic and entertaining, but at the same time, I was learning right along with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty basic kind of guy, and if you've listened to the whole thing, God bless you, that's a whole lot of me. But, uh, you know, I had to learn it. I, that really, really, in all sincerity, 
let's just be very transparent here because I'm Mr. Transparency. The reason I started this podcast was to connect with all these smart people to teach me things that I wanted to learn about, but maybe didn't have the opportunity to learn about here locally. And wow, has it ever turned into something that was far greater than what we ever anticipated. But uh, like you said, tried to make it easy to to understand and follow along because that's who I am. I'm, this is not an act. I mean, this is really me. And, um, I'm just, I'm just tickled that you found us. So you've listened to the whole, whole thing. You've been licensed for what, almost a year now. Yeah. Just shy of a year. Excellent. Excellent. And, and guys, what happened was Josh heard my call on one of the shows where I said, Hey, if you're a fairly new licensed ham, you want to answer a couple of questions for me, please send me an email. And, and that's how we got connected. So thank you. Josh for uh, connecting with us here and the, the call to action. I got a lot of emails back and had some great correspondence with people. Um, yours just kind of really caught my eye. Maybe it's a similar circumstances. I'm, I'm not really sure, but, but I'm really, I'm, I'm, you know, I ask this question to a lot of people, most guests on the show. I really want to know why in the world did a, a man in his forties living in Illinois decide he wanted to become an amateur radio operator in 2015, 16, 17. What happened? What made you want to do this? Well, I've always had an affinity for radio, uh, starting back in, you know, before I got my license, it was, you know, CD players and big speakers and, and all that stuff. And one thing kind of led to another, and uh, I always wanted to, to get into the communication side of things, uh, mainly for, you know, emergency situations and stuff. And uh, I just always wanted to get my license, but I knew at the time, you know, you had to get your CW or pass the CW test, and I knew there was no way I could I could ever pass it. And it just kind of faned away as I graduated high school and, you know, started life and was just too busy. And then I started a new job, and the guy that was training me, you know, we got to talking, and he's like, you know, hey, I'm the president of the local ham club and everything. And I'm like, well, you know, I've always had a, a you know, a yearning to kind of get my license and, and get into that. And he's like, well, man, you ought to come on out. So I hemi hauled around and finally I went out to field day and he's like, well, you've been studying. You've told me you were studying. He goes, take the test. I'm like, well, all right. So I went ahead and just took my technicians test and I passed like <laughs> with flying colors. And, uh, He's like, man, you're on a roll. He goes, you know, I know you've been studying. He goes, why don't you go ahead and take the general here too, while, you know, while you're at it. And, uh, yeah, I bombed that horribly. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I was not prepared, but I figured why not? Yeah. So he got me started on this bug, and it's just I've been soaking it up like a sponge as much as I could since then. Have you, have you tested again for general? No, but I have uh, been doing some online tests here and there, and, and I, I just actually just downloaded a uh, audio book, uh, the beginner's guide to uh, your general uh, ticket. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. Well, you you you've already tested, so you've seen it. You've seen the test, but when you when you really get into digging and studying into the the general technician or the general parts, you'll see a lot of overlap between technician and general, and. Um, Mm-hmm. That that was that was one of the reasons I just went ahead. Well, I say that I really wanted to get on HF. Not that I spend any time there anymore, but then I really wanted that HF privilege. Uh, you know, not that you don't have it on ten, but to to be able to get on the bands and, and work. And man, it did open up. The, you know, when they say it opens the doors to radio, it it really opens the door. Now, of course, conditions suck right now, but past that, knowing that you can use it is really cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's one thing that I look forward to is to that you know the expanded privileges and and of course all the uh, new ham gear that goes along with it. Well, that, you know, yeah. <laughs> what would a show be without us talking about <laughs> spending somebody's money? But uh, you know, one of the cool things about being a new amateur, and, and it, I don't know if it's the same for you, but uh, a lot of people seem to really kind of be drawn to the new guy. H- have you received a lot of help locally? And I know that uh, gentleman you worked with was in the club and you've been involved somewhat with your local club. Uh, do you find uh, help being there for you or are you having to go out and find help? Uh, when I am able to make it to the meetings, mm-hmm. the guys have been great. Uh, you know, they're, you know, they're always there to answer any questions you have and, 
you know, if you want to see something or you want something explained, all everybody I've come across has just been, you know, so generous with their information and, and even equipment. You know, I've had numerous offers, you know, to borrow equipment. They're like, hey, you know, you know, you need more power. He goes, why don't you try borrowing this old radio I got, you know, and, and uh, anything to get me get me hooked just a little bit deeper, you know? <laughs> Yeah, we're we're like legal drug dealers. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just a little bit more. You you need just a little something else, and uh, it it'll make it that much better. And, and hey, I'm one of the world's worst. I, I'll I'll wear the shirt. It doesn't doesn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> so so tell me, you're a dad, and you spend a lot of time. You, you, of course, you're not a stay at home dad. You you work for a living, and you spend a lot of windshield time, and uh, you spent a lot of time here. 75 plus hours nearly listening to the uh to the podcast do you are you a workbench listener as well i've just got started on the workbench series um some of it's you know above my head but it's all something that i'd like to get into i like to be able to do electronic repair um i got a few uh car amplifiers i uh fried back in high school <laughs> and uh, i'd like to be able to just dink with them to, to get them back going, uh, mainly just for the sake of knowing I can do it more than anything. Well, that's cool. And, and I tell you what, if you listen to that show, like you said, it's a little bit over your head sometimes. I, uh, I usually go out in the back and sit in the deer stand so I can get up there where they're talking because you know, it's, it's past me and that's okay. We've had that conversation, but man, it's just chock full of great, great stuff. And it's hard to beat the way those guys can just encourage you to try to go try to do something you never dreamt of doing. You know, that, that just astounds me, the magic that those two have. So uh, keep listening. You'll, uh, you'll learn a lot, and you'll probably want to buy some more stuff as well. <laughs> I plan on it. <laughs> so when, uh, when you're out working and you're a, you're a service tech, you're a mobile service tech, so you're out doing your thing every day, do you keep your radio with you? you have a handheld or something you keep with you? Yeah, I've got a. Baofang that I carry along with me and uh, but around here there's not a lot of action on the repeaters uh, during working hours of course Mm -hmm. and uh, whenever I do pick up something nine times out of ten I'm outside of that maybe six seven mile range to where I can I can own up the repeater but I don't I you know I get quieted out yeah yeah so it doesn't do me a whole lot of good I but uh, I do like to listen in as much as I can and, and uh, just get a feel for, uh, you know, how the other, you know, the local guys converse on the repeaters. You know, each repeater's kind of got its own uh, personality, I guess, would be a good way of explaining it. Yeah, yeah that's a nice way to say it. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. Do, you, uh, do Where you're at in Illinois, do you guys have, like, bad winter weather or bad springtime weather? Because I know that sometimes in that state you can get both or one or the other. Well, uh, our winters have been getting milder, mm-hmm. um, and it seems like they're coming a little bit later. Uh, we had a pretty pretty cold snap here not too long ago that was kind of out of nowhere, where it warmed up real nice, and, and it was still February, and we're like, eh, something's not right. It shouldn't be this <laughs> nice. And then it turns off, and you know it gets pretty nasty again. But uh, we see more uh, springtime weather than we do winter weather anymore i got you now do you are you involved in any facet of maybe sky war and anything like that or is that does that happen a lot in your area when when bad weather presents itself uh we do have an aries group uh around uh but i haven't become active in it yet mainly just because i haven't had time to take the the classes Mm -hmm. and uh invest in the the equipment um, but I am, I am on the local fire department, volunteer fire department, and we do, uh, we send out our guys, uh, and kind of keeping tabs on things locally around town. Yeah. Uh, but that's about as far as my involvement goes. Well, well I was going to offer, I've got a spare, uh, reflective vest. If you knew, I'm just kidding. If you're in the fire department, you've got one of those. <laughs> The Aries guys are screaming, hey, I am an assistant EC, okay? So I'm an Aries guy too. So, uh, yeah, if you're if you're doing fire stuff, take your handy with you and, and you'll never know what you'll hear. We we have a lot of um, we have a lot of fun listening. I don't participate a whole lot with our, our bad weather nets down here, but I do listen. And we had a really severe storm come a few come about two weeks ago. 
down through here. And, uh, man, we had hell, you know, baseball size hell, ping pong size, ball size hell. It was ridiculous. Out of nowhere, you know, just cold front coming in and push the warm weather out and, and wham, here we go. So, yeah, you never, you never know. And ham radio is another, another way to keep up with what's going on around you. I, um, I've really enjoyed my time as an amateur radio operator and, and kind of like, you know, so it's so funny when we hear somebody say, Oh, I always had an affinity for radio. Oh, I always wanted to do this and that. And I mean, your story sounds just like mine. I was into big speakers and radio and amplifiers, Rockford Fosgate, you know, Sarah and Vega had all those things just stacked up in my car. And there's no telling me thousands of dollars I invested. I could have a really nice shack if I hadn't have bought all the speakers <laughs> back in the day. Do you think that, um, do you think that's what it was or maybe uh, maybe it was the time that you and I came up, you know, there was a lot of uh, walkie talkies and, and guys using radios in the television programs and movies we were watching. Do you think any of that might've affected you as well? Or maybe were you a CB radio kind of guy? Um, we won't be mad at you if, if that's in your past, because I mean, uh, I'm, I was too. <laughs> um, well, uh, you know, I was born in the eighties, but, you know, smoking the bandit was still big. You know, there were still reruns of uh, the Dukes of Hazard. Oh yeah, and I think that's what got me hooked more than anything was seeing Bo and Luke talking on the CB. Right. And of course, at that time, the you know the CB craze had kind of died down, and you could find CBs everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I I had countless CBs given to me, <laughs> and you know, I never really. Uh, had one probably tuned properly, you know, as far as my SWR and everything to get optimum efficiency out of it. But me and my buddies would talk, you know, after school and stuff as we was heading to our jobs or whatever. And uh, that was always fun. But, you know, it always left you wanting more. Man, if I could just, you know, make contact just a little bit farther away, just <laughs> a little bit farther. You know, so, yeah, one thing led to another. And uh, here we are. That's really cool. You know, I guess for a lot of us, out here cb radio was our gateway into amateur radio and now although you know we hear a lot of uh, disdain and whatnot for the chinese handy talkies they're probably the gateway for a lot of people coming into the amateur hobby and um you know it's really up to us us licensees to uh, you hear the complaints oh they're just preppers or they're just you know buying them because they're cheap kind of a thing it's up to us to to make the best of what we've got behind us so uh I want to congratulate you for getting your ticket. It's really cool to have you here with us. His name is Josh Hundley. His call is Kilo Delta 9 Golf Oscar Tango. We're going to take a break. I want to come back. I'm going to talk to Josh for a few more minutes as we continue this 75th episode of Ham Radio 360. Did you guys see the great April Fool's joke that someone did with the ICOM watch? That was the best one. I think they won the internet on April the 1st. Uh, they don't make a watch. It's not an ICOM smart watch out there. That would be a great idea. And, you know, I can really see that coming in the, in the probably more nearer future than we anticipate. But ICOM does make some phenomenal rigs. One of the things that I would really like to have in the shack is the ID51 handy talkie. It's the dual band. D-Star enabled walkie-talkie, handy-talkie, if you will. It's a great rig, and you can find it at mtcradio.com. Yeah, you know, if you have one of the hot spots that works with the with all the different digital modes, the ID51 will work with that. The ID51 can even work as a hotspot nowadays. Really cool stuff, and you can find it at mtcradio.com. All your ICOM gear needs can be found mtcradio.com. <laughs> And we're back with Josh. His call is Kilo Delta 9 Golf Oscar Tango. Josh Hundley, uh, pronounce the name of the, if you don't mind, the name of the town you live in in Illinois. Farina. See, I'd have never said that right. I'd have said Farina. It's Farina? Farina. Okay. Yep. Where, where, uh, where in the state is that? North, south, east, or west? Uh, we would be considered south central. Okay. You mentioned early on in the conversation here, Josh, that you wanted to get into amateur radio for emergency communications. Um, is this for, like we touched on a moment ago, um, to be used during severe weather, power outages, something happens and the power goes off kind of a thing? Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, that's that's more of what I'm, I'm after more than anything. Um, of course, along with radio and electronics, I've always had an affinity for weather, too, so... Uh, you know, when the movie Twister came out, I think that was a big one for a lot of people. But 
uh, you know, that kind of yeah. gave me a little bit of a bug. And uh, so now that I've got my ticket and I've got a way to use it, I need to get in and get my, my classes taken care of so I can uh, do some good for the community. Uh, I think that's my main thing is just giving back to the community. How, how long have you been involved in the, your volunteer fire department? Uh, let's see. I'd be going on uh, five years nice. in April, this April. Very good. Very good. I did that a long time ago. I'm, I'm on the commission board now, so I'm, I'm one of the old guys. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't participate in the firefighting. I'm not a member of the department. I'm just an advisor, uh, the advisory board, but still love being involved. It, it holds a definitively dear place in my heart for, uh, for you guys. So thank you for serving your community and, uh, being excited about wanting to serve with the, uh, the emergency communications, you said also off the air, um, that our two shows with Kenneth Finnegan, all about APRS kind of got you a little excited. Uh, that was what it was supposed to do. I don't know if anybody realizes that or not, but it was really like an evil genius kind of, a a plan to, you know, maniacally, uh, manipulate everyone to make uh, a rush back to APRS. Tell me why that kind of interested you. Uh, well, I think it goes back to, uh, to hearing how it was used during the the storms and stuff to uh, keep track of the spotters, and and it's not just the the position reporting, but the the information that can be transmitted as well. You know, with the weather stations and everything like that, and uh, that really piqued my interest because I didn't realize that uh, you know the weather station information could be sent like that, as well as all the other information that could be passed because. Like I think a lot of other new guys think, you know, we think of the automatic position reporting system rather than the packet. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's a whole other side to everything that you don't necessarily realize is there. Uh, and, and I didn't realize was there until I listened to the, the programs and, and saw how much more there was to offer. It's some really cool tech. It's old. But it's so cool to to me. It is so cool. I'm really I'm still excited about it. He's got all my stuff. I'll probably have it in a week or so. So I'm really tickled about that. Uh, you said that where you live, um, in Farina, that uh, you guys don't really have any APRS. Is that is that kind of how it goes? Correct. Yeah. There nobody has APRS in the area that I know of. I kind of pull up uh, APRS dot fi every once in a while and kind of look and. There's not really anybody in my general area, mm-hmm. uh, but like I said off the air, uh, to the south of us uh, in Flora, Illinois, there's a couple guys down there that are are uh, setting up digipeters and eye gates and uh, really getting into it hot and heavy. And uh, I look forward to uh, joining in with them and uh, kind of expanding the system up this way, if at all possible, when the the time and the and the finances become available. Yeah, I, I know about all of that. <laughs> You've got three under four, is that correct? Three kids under four? Correct. Wow. I remember those days, man. Best days of my life. I'd do it all over again right now if I could. Just, I know it's hard, but it's it's so worth it. It's so worth it. So you were at the fire department a few weeks ago, and and one of your compadres there tossed a radio in the trash can. Yeah, he pulled a pulled his radio out of his personal vehicle and and tossed it in the trash. And I was like, "Hey, there's something wrong with that, you know?" Because I'm, you know, I'm a ham. I fit the bill. I know I haven't been a ham that long, but you know, frugal is uh, is my middle name. So, you know, he's like, "No, it's it's acting all goofy. Something's not right with it." So I hooked it up, took it home, hooked it up, and yeah, he's right. Something's a little off with it. Uh, but I'm convinced that a, a good reset will, will cure that. And uh, hopefully I can get that up and going. Yeah. That's a, what a Kenwood TM two seven one. Yes. Yep. I've had a couple of those. And for some reason I keep trading them off for other stuff. I, I've got a, I've got two, two eighty ones, you know, the later model, uh, but that two seven one has got a way to solder on the inside, a computer interface or something. And I, I keep getting them and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to use this for X and then I'll, I'll trade it. And, and I, I've never lost a dime on them. I mean, you pay $110 for them. They're however many years old, but they hold their value at $110 for some reason. So hold on to it. It's uh, it's not a bad rig, but it kind of stinks. It doesn't work. 
but but you'll get it there because that's what we do, right? Oh yeah, I'll get it there. Whether a factory set takes care of it or I have to uh, listen to some more of those workbench episodes, we'll get it going. <laughs> and it'll be great. That'd be a great rig to put up for a APRS Digipeter. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, very good, man. Well, um, since I am Mister Transparency, uh, I have I have to come off and and be very very honest here not that i lie the entire program but uh in in my search in my quest of connecting with people who are new hams and trying to make a connection with you guys because i'm really interested i really am interested in what people do when they first get licensed because i know that they're going to buy a baofeng handy talkie i know that i've got like 12 up here in a box that whatever they're up in a box but they're 25 dollars. why not buy them right and uh you did the same thing but uh one of the things I learned when I was receiving these these emails from guys was the large majority of everyone I heard from had already bought a brand new handy talkie, had already bought a brand new mobile dual band rig, had already bought a uh, like an eight ninety seven. Some guys were buying eight seventeens, you know, the Yesu uh, all band all mode rigs. Guys were buying TS four eighties. There were even a few that had just gotten licensed and they were already buying Elecraft KX twos. So. <laughs> I'm like, y'all go, you don't have five kids or three kids, you know? So, uh, I was really curious because not that I have anything to sell anybody. I'm just curious what people buy when they first get licensed. And, and that'll help us as we complete our, uh, our shopping show later on in the fall. Um, uh, but here, here's really what I was doing. I was, I was fishing. I was, I was fishing and, and I'm not a fishing kind of guy. I, I don't like fishing with a rod and reel. I don't like sitting in a boat waiting on uh, on on fish to bite a hook. I just go to Long John Silver's. That's about all I can do when it comes to fish. But anyway, what I was doing was was I was I was put to task. I was approached by a listener in our audience. He said, "Kel, I want to help you promote your program." I said, "All right. What what are you talking about? Promote the program?" He said, "I want to help a new ham on behalf of your show." And I said, "Well, that's really cool." He said, but I, I want you to figure out how to do it. I want you to figure out what to do and then just do it. I was like, okay. So my thought was, I don't want to make, I don't want to do a contest. Contests are so fake and sometimes they can be so fake and you get people that may, they just wanted the, to win the prize and not, you know, be straight with you. Not that I have a bunch of liars in the audience. Please guys don't take it that way. But I, I wanted to know who I was communicating with. So I sent out the, the feelers on Facebook and in the shows are you a new ham? What have you bought? Let's talk about it kind of a thing. And, and the reason, the main reason for those questions was I had been put to task, like I said, by a very generous listener of the program who wanted to help a ham who needed some help to get off the ground, to to do more with what they had than what they had to do it with. And everyone, almost everyone that responded, and thank you all that did, had already taken care and covered all their bases. They had everything they needed to be a, a very successful amateur. But when I got the note from Josh and I read, we, we have so much in common. I didn't even realize it until we were chatting here in the program. I mean, volunteer firemen, bunch of kids, you know, limited shoestring budget. I think you actually called it. I was like, this is the guy. So Josh, you guys, he has no idea. This is, the, he's like freaking out. What is Kel getting ready to say? Um, this gentleman together with main trading company, want to give you, Josh, Kilo Delta 9 Golf Oscar Tango, one Yezu FT60 dual band handheld radio, as well as a Yezu 3100 single band 65 watt two meter mobile radio. And all you have to do is call them and they'll put it in the mail to you. Congratulations. Uh, I'm, I'm speechless, Kale. That, that is awesome. I am, I'm just beyond words. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I've been saying something for 75 was going to happen big. Congratulations. I mean, this is, this is not a joke. This is Josh had no idea this was coming. I, I, and it happened just like I said, there's a listener who is, who wants to give back and he hopes that this will be a way to encourage others to give back. Whether we do this again if someone out there wants to do that or if they want to do it on their own, he contacted me. We contacted MTC. They helped us, and he purchased this gift certificate, I guess we're going to call it, 
and wanted you to have it and be able to put it to good use. And I think you live far out. You have an 82 Baofeng handy talkie that can't make any of your local repeaters. And you've got a radio out of the garbage can. I think if anybody needs some help, Josh, that would be you. I thank you so much to, to everybody involved with that. Uh, and I will definitely make sure that it is put to good use. Is that the coolest thing ever or what? That that's awesome. <laughs> I, I, I am just speechless that, that you'd pick me out of everybody that I'm sure you received all kinds of emails that, and I'm just, I'm so appreciative of it and I will make sure that it's put to good use. Excellent. Well, congratulations. And on behalf of our very dear, generous listener, as well as main trading company, congratulations. And we're excited for you. We really are. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you after uh, listening to all the podcasts. And I, I sent that email and you came right back with a, Hey, I'd like to have you on the show. And I'm like, you know, I, I was kind of like almost giddy. I'm like, <laughs> uh, well, wow. Just, after listening to all these shows to finally be able to, you know, out of nowhere, just talk to you. It was just such a privilege well, it's it's my privilege to have you here with us. You know, there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people who listen to this program every time we release it. And for that, I'm very humbled um, and to the point that sometimes it's almost kind of hard to really understand that somebody wants to spend that much time with me talking about something that I really have a passion for. But, you know, this is just my place in the hobby, just like you have a place in the hobby, just like our dear generous giver has a place in the hobby as well as folks like main trading company. And, you know, we're out here. I mean, amateur radio was made to create goodwill between people and, you know, I'm out doing my job. And I, I think about all of you that listen driving down the road right now. Say, man, I wish that was me. It could be, you don't know. It could be you that is the next generous listener who wants to give into a new ham. So I I'm, I'm just tickled for you, dude. I mean, I have been I have been so blessed with so many great people in amateur radio, whether it was gear or recording equipment or a laptop computer to help with the podcast, you know, people from all over the world and all over the U.S. participating in this program and encouraging us to continue on. And it, it's just it just excites me to be able to, on behalf of someone else, share something with you that you really have a need for. And that's the best part about it. And having a desire to put it to work. Dude, I'm excited for you. Yeah, I am too. Uh, <clears throat> I uh, definitely look forward to getting my hold of some some good equipment and uh, putting it to use, and and finally being able to check into those nets that I'm hearing <laughs> all over the place, but can't get to. Well, you'll you'll have plenty of power with 65 watts. Just remember to buy the best coax cable you can if you decide to put it up as a base station, and uh, the antenna makes all the difference in the world, even on VHF. So. I understand that's a really cool radio. It's got the front firing speaker, 200 channel memory program. So you can program everybody in there that's local. And if you throw it in the work truck with you, you can program all of those that you're going to be driving through as well. The, the front speaker is killer. I like that on the Kenwood. Your 71's got it as well, but that really helps in a mobile environment. Congratulations, dude. I'm just excited as I can be for you. And, uh, on behalf of, of everybody here at ham radio 360, again, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you to, to our generous donor and to uh, Main Trading Company. That's that's awesome. I was looking forward to doing some business with them after hearing about all the good things everybody's had to say, uh, both on the show and on, on online reviews that I've seen. Now I finally get the opportunity. Yeah, you get to call them tomorrow. And, hey, by the way, we'll need some pictures, you know, when you get this thing and get it running. Of course, we'll want to see it. We'll put those up on our Facebook page, Twitter, and, and everywhere else as well. So. I just want to thank you for the opportunity because I, you know, I reached out to you wanting to give back to the show that's given me so much over the last uh, couple months that I've been listening and learning. And, and I seen this as an opportunity to, to reach out and help, you know, some other new ham that maybe I can save them from buying a handheld and then being sorely disappointed when they get at home and realize they can't hit the repeaters, Yeah, you know, that, you know, 
maybe you should just take a little bit more time and just a little bit more money and buy that, you know, even a 25 watt mobile rig to get out there and actually hit the repeaters. And, you know, it's all based on where you live, of course, but it just, I wanted to give back. And if there was a chance to, you know, keep some other new guy from making that same mistake, then I was all for it. Excellent. Well, man, again, I appreciate you sharing that with us. Congratulations like crazy. Uh, That's one of the things that we try to stress to people. You know, maybe a handheld is not the best choice, but they're $25. It's hard to talk people out of that, but you're right. Just a little bit more money can give you a lot more satisfaction and make things a lot more fun for you. So again, guys, let's have a round of applause for Josh Hunley. His call is Kilo Delta 9 Golf Oscar Tango. Thank you to all who submitted your, your stories and told me what you were doing. A big thank you to our generous donor and as our, as well as our buddies down at mtcradio.com. Josh, I'm not going to tie you up any further. Go go hug on your wife and, and play with your kids before bedtime. But thank you for being here with us, and we'll look forward to some great reports coming back from you as you get the gear in hand and get going here as springtime rolls in for you. All righty. Thank you so much for the opportunity, and uh, we'll, I'll definitely do that. I'll, I'll uh, get in there and give the kids some hugs before they head off to bed (laughs) sounds great man 73 hi dan kb6nu here whether you're studying for your tech license or looking to upgrade to general or extra you should check out my no-nonsense amateur radio license study guides written in my easy to understand no-nonsense style they really are the easiest way to learn what you need to know to pass the test and they are always up to date The PDF version of the Technician Class Study Guide is free on my website at kb6nu.com slash podcast. And all my study guides are available in print, PDF, Kindle, and EPUB versions. Let me help you have more fun with ham radio. Go to kb6nu.com slash podcast and get started today. Yeah, that was some pretty cool stuff, right? I mean community. I I talk about it a lot because it's really important to me, uh, not just, you know, here on the podcast, but that's really been the, the most evident signs of community that I've ever seen as an adult. Uh, just this time last year, we rebranded the program. It became ham radio 360. We came to you and said, Hey, we really want to be able to go to hamvention this year and we need your help. And you guys responded, in a crazy, insane, phenomenal way and sent me there to represent you. We had a great time. And really what happened was the exposure that we were able to gain by being there, by having Eric on from Ellacraft and sharing what he was doing with the new KX2 at that time, it, it, it changed the program, not from the inside, but from the outside because our audience virtually tripled overnight. It was an amazing experience. It's continued to grow upwards since that moment and it's all been organic and it's all been about you telling your friends and your cohorts and maybe someone you know who's interested in the hobby that's what has happened over this last year it's it's been an amazing ride honestly guys and you've heard me say it a thousand times i'll probably continue to say it until this show just goes away this show was never intended to be to be what it has become. And I'm very grateful that it has. I mean, it's pretty, it's been a pretty amazing trip to the point that we're experiencing things we never anticipated and almost didn't plan for. Therefore we're having to make plans now on the the other side of it because things are happening in front of us. So thank you all for being a part of the ham radio 360 family. You guys are just an amazing group of people and gals, please. I said, guys and gals, I'm in the South. We say guys, and it means everybody. Okay, we're equal opportunity down here. So thank you very much for your participation, for your support. Uh, We are not asking for support this year for Hamvention. We want you to come and see us there because we're going to be there in Building 6. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got like uh, a a big forum set up that George and Jeremy will be conducting about the workbench podcast during Hamvention. I think it's on Saturday afternoon. We'll, we'll have the details in more clearer terms as we get closer to Hamvention. But I think that the, the room will hold 450 people. 
and we would love for 450 people to be there. It'll be kind of a meet and greet Q and a, uh, I may be there just standing in the corner trying to figure out what they're talking about. I don't know, but it's going to be a good time. So I want to encourage you to be there. Uh, some, some other friends of ours will be there as well. Um, Ella craft, our brand new show sponsor, who we are just tickled pink. I mean, what else do you say? I mean, you have Ella craft, Ella craft, come on and participate sponsor partner with you here on the program and i am just still in shock and awe and very humbled by the fact that they have decided to do that with us uh, we've got some calls that we're working on scheduling with eric and other folks there at Ellacraft as we get especially as we get closer here to field day coming so we're stoked about that but i got to tell you just the other day and and i've been out of town so my days have kind of been kind of warped up together but uh, right before i left to go out of town i got a really cool box it was addressed to me, and on the outside it said Ella Craft, you know, hands-on ham radio, KX2. Now, this isn't something they sent me, and guys, don't be like, oh, okay, I was getting free stuff. That wasn't what it was. Okay, it's a demo rig. I have to send it back, but I am really excited to have it here. And, and wow, is it the coolest thing ever? I mean, really, if you haven't seen one, it's the size of a paperback book. Now, I know that the Ellacraft KX2 has been out for about a, almost a year now, right? So there have been just thousands of reviews and hacks and mods and YouTube videos and whatever, but none of those have come from me. <laughs> what I'm saying is I have never, you guys know I have a TS850 and a TS50. Both of those were made in the 90s. So any HF rig in this shack that is, you know, less than 20 years old is a big deal. This is a brand new one. I think it's got about 30 or 40 minutes worth of service. I like the counter in it. It's really cool. Um, so what's going to happen as we progress into the spring through the summer my desire is to take this KX2 out into the field with the Pactena and learn how to make portable operations work for me. You see, that's something I've never done before because I didn't have the rigs to do that. Now, it may not be something you're interested in, but you know what? We can all learn from each other's experiences. And I plan to bring people like George, Craig, Jeremy, and others to come in and help me as I start my journey into portable operations. And I'm really excited about it. Be very honest with you. I'm, I'm not really an outside guy. Okay. Cause I just hate to sweat and I live in South Carolina. I know I should be in like Alaska. Maybe I don't know. They got, they got humidity up there too. But anyway, um, we're going to make this thing work. It's going to be a lot of fun and it's going to be kale learning how to operate portable. And I'm going to take some of the things that we've learned from these programs that we've recorded in the past and put them out here in front of myself and make it practically work. So just kind of give you a heads up about that. Ellacraft is here. They're a great partner. We're excited to be up there at Hamvention, spending some time with them. Don't miss Hamvention if you can go. It's going to be really good this year. I know there's been a lot of questions. There's some concerns we had as well, but it looks like the uh, the ironing board is laid out. The iron is on and the wrinkles are being removed. Matter of fact, we're going to be having one of their reps on here pretty soon as well. So be on the lookout for that program as we draw closer to Hamvention. But just wanted to come out and say thank you to Ellacraft for trusting me with this beautiful rig. I think that if you follow me on Twitter and probably Facebook as well, I had some photos up there when I first got the radio in hand. I'm back home. I got a couple of weeks before I have to go out of town again. So I'm really excited to get some time with the KX2. It is really as cool as everybody says it is. And if you're looking for a small portable adventure radio, I don't think you could do better. Matter of fact, there is, in my opinion, no better choice than the Ellacraft KX2. So as I mentioned earlier, I recently lost a very good friend of mine. His name was Harold Kinley. And Harold's call was WA4GIB. He died uh, just about this time last week. And been kind of bummed about it because Harold was just such a nice guy. I mean, he would re- he was just one of those people who was just really nice. You know, I mean, he, he didn't have that attitude that he was so much smarter than you, didn't have time to talk to you. And, you know, he, he didn't think that his experiences outweighed yours. He was just a genuinely nice, awesome person. Harold was a husband for almost 49 years to the same lady. He had two kids and grandkids as well. It's amazing how those things grow on you as you get older, uh, appreciating a marriage that lasts 49 years. Raising kids and then having grandkids is something I'm looking forward to already at 43 years old. So I just want to say we're going to miss you, Harold. We appreciate what you contributed to the hobby. 
Um, Harold wasn't just a ham. He also worked in communications for the State Forestry Commission for years. And at the same time, he authored quite a few manuals and books about electronics. So I'll try to find some links to those. Uh, it's workbench stuff. So if you're a workbench fan, you'll like those things that Harold wrote, right? So I've got some. They're over my head. It's okay. My buddy Harold wrote them, and I'm going to hold on to them, right? What, why am I telling you this? Well, I'm telling you this because we've been talking about community, and we've talked about uh, Josh and, and Josh trying to get into the hobby and you know being a, a dad with a job with a bunch of small kids and trying to figure out a way to finance his hobby and someone saying, Hey, let me help him. Let me help him. That's community. Like a few weeks ago, there was a guy, it's been a couple of months now on Facebook. Hey, I I just need a two meter radio, man. I, I want to be involved in Aries and, and I, I don't have the radio and I don't have the money to buy one. And, and this guy was struggling. You could tell, man, it was real. And I had a spare radio laying here. I sent it to him. I didn't need any, I didn't need it. I didn't need it for anything and I didn't need any money for it. I wanted to see the guy get on the air. He wanted to participate in Aries. He wanted to be a part of his local Skywarn group. His $29 handy talkie wasn't cutting it. We put an old Radio Shack two meter rig in his hands and he's happy. I hope he's listening by the way and enjoy that radio. Yeah. So it's not about Kel giving anything away. It's not about others giving anything away. We're always giving. Or we're always taking. And in this hobby, it seems to me, and I've said it many, many times from this platform, that there's a lot of giving. There's a lot of giving in this hobby. I've even said and gone as far to say that this is the most giving hobby I've ever participated in. I think we've seen a great example of that with Josh here at the beginning of the program. And I could tell you, and I can't tell you, of the time and the, uh, the patience Harold had with me with questions that really probably didn't even need to be asked, but he took his time to spend time elmering me and helping me along as I moved into my new journey of amateur radio. So you know what? You don't have to have a shack slam full of gear. You don't have to have a wallet with unlimited funds. You just have to have the attitude that amateur radio encourages us to have, and that is to be a, a hobby of goodwill and to share goodwill. That doesn't have to be international goodwill. It could be goodwill across town. It could be goodwill toward a brand new operator who's just trying to get their feet wet, and maybe all they do have is a $29 handy talkie. It doesn't mean we have to beat them up. What we should do is go out and take those people by the hand and help them come into the hobby to make use the best use of what they have encourage them to grow and help continue this thing that we all know and love as amateur radio. Harold Kinley was a great example of that. I mean, his shack was freaking amazing. Now, am I saying that he had like Heath kit rigs everywhere? No. Am I saying he had all the latest Kenwood big base stations up there with, you know, mega beams on? No, I'm not saying that. But when you went in there, you knew that this man was into this thing, right? He had test equipment and he had rigs and he had soldering irons. And, you know, it was just, it was one of those things like you remember going to your granddaddy's house and he'd take you out to his barn or his shop and you could see the, the tools that he used to do whatever your granddaddy did. Well, Harold had that in his basement in his shack, and it was one of the coolest rooms I've ever been in. Now, I can't say that it was, you know, everything was in its place and it would make a great picture for QRZ. Matter of fact, it wasn't everything in its place, but it didn't matter because Harold knew where everything was and he could make it all work together. It was a great time every time we got to visit with him. He'll be sorely missed here locally, I'm sure around the world as well. You know, this this is a, a worldwide hobby where we have friends all over the place. So let me just encourage you, if you're a brand new ham, try to find you someone who can help Elmer you, to help mentor you in this hobby. If you're an older ham and you've got something you can give back, dig up a little bit of patience and go find somebody new that you can help. And and I'm I'm being kind of facetious when I say that because you know I'm 43, so I guess I'm kind of stuck in the middle of the old guys and the young guys, right? And hey, I got five kids. I know how it is to have a little bit of patience for these, these wild, crazy young people. But older people, we need you. Younger people, we need you. And we need to work together to continue to keep this hobby alive, this service that's been created to generate goodwill and to change people's lives. Harold Kinley and his influence on me was phenomenal. Catching up with him on the radio, going by for a visit, spending time hanging out. You know what? Those are friendships that can't be replaced. He'll be dearly missed in my heart, my children's heart. His family has been just broken 
because of their loss of Harold. And it happens every day, right? It's not just Harold. He's not the only ham that we've lost this week. But for me personally, it was a new experience where I've lost an amateur radio friend. And it is what it is. Life continues to go on. So if you've got something to give back, if you've got some way to share with someone this hobby, this life that you've been given to live and enjoy, let me encourage you to do that. I hope that uh, this hasn't been a downer here at the end of the show. It's not what I intended it to be, but I wanted to share some of my thoughts with losing Harold and how community continues to help me understand this great gift of amateur radio. If you guys are out there listening and you would like to help a new ham get on his feet, just like they did here with Josh, and I say they, him, our gracious donor who gave this so Josh could be blessed with this uh, this new operating stuff. Uh, if, if that's something someone out there feels inclined to do and you want to do it uh, anonymously, feel free to hit me up and we can find you somebody to help get started. I know there are a lot of organizations out there that worked to help our former veterans get an amateur radio as well as other types of things. So anyway, it's just a thought. It's not anything I'm pushing anyone to do, but I've, it's here if you're interested. Thank you so much for this time. It's been a little bit shorter than normal, but hey, uh, I've been out of town for a few days and it's kale catch-up time. So thank you for, for being here. Uh, the next Ham Radio 360 show, we're going to be talking about Windlink, and I just heard a roar in the background. Yes, I've had a lot of requests on Windlink. Going to be bringing one of my buddies in here, and we're going to be talking about it. And Kel is going to be learning along with you. So if you do maybe have some questions about Windlink and you want to get those in to me, we'll try to have those addressed in the program. Remember, your buddy may not know about this program, and the only way he'll find out about it is if you share it with him. So, you know, the like buttons are great. The retweets and the shares are a lot better because it puts it out there in front of someone. So if you like this program, if you like what we've done over the last 75 episodes, about sharing it with somebody. We would really, really appreciate it. Oh, and before I go, I did release a new podcast just, I guess it's been a week or so ago now, Modern Christian Men. You guys have heard me talk about it on Dave Jackson's show, possibly. I might have mentioned it here and there. You might have seen something on Facebook about it. I'm not here to beat you up with it. It is a show that I'm doing, and you can find links and show notes in the latest episode at modernchristianmen.com. Now I'm going to get out of here, and next week George and Jeremy will be back dropping the knowledge on you at the Workbench program. It's going to be a lot of fun at Hamvention. Make your plans to be there now. Uh, if you don't have a room, you may not get one. So if you're kind of leaning, at least go ahead and make your reservation if you can find one. Please make it make an effort to find us there in Building 6. It's going to be a blast. and cannot wait to catch up with you. so good to see everybody in person. Email's great. It's my favorite, by the way. But I love seeing you, shaking your hands, giving you a big bro hug, and uh, catching up with you. I'm going to get out of here, guys. Thank you so much for your time this week. Hope you enjoyed the program. Again, congratulations to Josh. Thank you very much to our anonymous donor and main trading company for making that happen, as well as Ella Craft for sending the KX2 as Kel gets ready to start learning how to QSO out in the woods. God bless every one of you. We'll see you next time. 73, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Ham Radio 360 podcast, brought to you by Main Trading Company, Paris, Texas, and by Elacraft.com, hands-on ham radio. To learn more about the show, visit our website, hamradio360.com. 73, y'all.